Clayton Safey, after a weekend in Indy, finds a way to try and recover from the excitement, the great meals, the camaraderie with Ballas Broom and the Wolverine.com team. He is standing by from Ann Arbor. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Great weekend. And then you're on the way back and you listen to a Lions win on the radio, so it doesn't get much better than that. No, I I, I said that to start the show today. Uh, this whole It seems like it's been five minutes to do the first two hours and five minutes of the show that you get Michigan overall number one seed, taking care of business. We'll talk about the matchup with Alabama. Lions, awesome to begin. Middle of it was god-awful. And then they found a way to make plays uh, to secure the victory. Things are good right now. And you're Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Nobody has it better. <laughs> the old saying from Harbaugh uh, than the Michigan Wolverines right now in their fan base. Yeah. I mean, you win the Big Ten three straight years. Jim Harbaugh is the first ever coach to lead his team to three straight outright Big Ten titles in history. Big Ten's been around for over 125 years. And, you know, it's quite an accomplishment. Ohio State won four in a row last decade, but. It was two from Urban Meyer, two from Ryan Day. So the fact that Michigan's been able to do this and now become one of the four teams in, I mean, there are really good teams, huge, that did not make the college football playoff this year. Georgia was the story of the entire season. Could they win three in a row, uh, national titles in a row, for the first time since Minnesota in the 1930s? That storyline is immediately gone with their loss to Alabama. Florida State's undefeated. You know, so it's an accomplishment to get in. As Jim Harbaugh said yesterday at a teleconference, you're in position to be in position. And all their goals are still in front of them. And really that, you know, they, they got to beat Alabama, which is you know probably the best program in college football this century. Not probably, definitely. Uh, and then you, uh, you know, and it's also a task you haven't been able to accomplish or execute the last two years. You get to the semifinal. So they don't want this three-year run to be a blip on the radar like maybe Oklahoma had in a three-year run of making it but losing in the semis the whole time. They want to be able to get to that final Monday night in Houston and, Really, it's an accomplishment in and of itself to have a chance to do that again um, because it's, it's you know, not easy to do with the four team. It'll be easier you know, in the years going forward. That's why I think a lot of Michigan fans, the chatter in this state is they wanted Florida State with a third-string quarterback or maybe second string uh, in that first semifinal rather than face Alabama. I think there's some home cooking with this fake Florida State disgust. Yes, probably because there's wishful thinking there. If you're a Michigan fan or whatever fan, really, that was going to be able to get the opportunity to potentially play Florida State. Um, you know, I still think Florida State has a legit argument and a legit gripe with the college football playoff committee. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, you saw Alabama's name pop up and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a little bit more of a test than it would have been if it was Florida State. It's a, pretty much a coin flip, you know, pick them type of game as to where uh, Florida State would have been. Michigan favorite probably by more than a touchdown, if not, you know, a couple scores, but that's the way it goes. It's, it's not going to be easy to win these games. And now it's going to be two kind of blue, uh, blue blood programs in the most iconic stadium or one of the most in the, in the sport. So it's going to be fun. You know, you're going to have to play well in Alabama, you know, they shown, they have that gear where they can beat the number one team. They just did it against Georgia. They've also struggled and, you know, really had to hang out against Auburn and Arkansas and teams like that. So, um, you know, your opportunity is there, but you're going to have to execute and you're going to have to use this month uh, the best you can to get ready. You know, I love the game plan against Ohio State. Uh, I know Iowa, they probably felt as a staff that we can just control this game start to finish. We don't have to show anything. But I remember that strategy 
blowing up in their face in the TCU semifinal. Uh, this run, run, pass, predictable offense, everything is a deep out, not taking shots down the center of the field, not utilizing your speed or athletes on offense really concerns me. Yeah, I think, it too, a lot of it starts with the offensive line. I think they need to you know, continue to rep that over the next month. Now that Zach Zinter, the right guard, first team All-Big Ten, is, is out. And now you had Carson Barnhart, who did a great job in the Ohio State game, stepping in, sliding down from right tackle to right guard. But I think having some more practices to really do that and have that look um, is going to benefit them. But the offense has you know struggled a little bit. They scored on every possession there until the kneel down in the second half against Ohio State. But in the first half, it was scuffling a little bit. The Maryland game, it was scuffling. I don't think J.J. McCarthy's been as healthy as, as he wants to be the last few weeks, particularly Maryland and Iowa. Um, so I think getting him healthy as well over the next month is going to be big. But like you said, I mean, you've got to have your best game plan of the year. you got to treat it like it's Michigan-Ohio State, and you have some wrinkles, some stuff up your sleeve because you're going against an Alabama defense that only allowed Georgia to rush for 78 yards mm. in the SEC championship game. And they got got, obviously, athletes all over the field and a good rush defense good defensive backs. Um, you know, I do think Michigan's defense should be able to hold them in check a little bit, um, you know, but if you let that quarterback run, Jalen Milrow, then you're in for a, a long afternoon as well. So it's going to be a challenge on that side too. And as you know, huge uh, Michigan historically, and a lot of teams in college football, but Michigan historically has struggled with mobile quarterbacks going back years and decades here. So uh, that's something that they got to really prepare for too. They do have Alex Orgy. Uh, to play the scout team role there of Jalen Miller. I think that's one of the biggest benefits they have because he is a freak athlete back there. But it's going to take, you know, the scout team is going to take everybody to to get ready for this matchup. And, and same for Alabama. It's a big challenge to take on Michigan. I think it's going to be on J.J. McCarthy in that passing game. He's got to throw over 300, yeah. have at least uh, two, three TDs for this team to have any chance to advance and beat Alabama. They're not going to run the football. I will say, when you look at Penn State, when you look at Ohio State, when you look at Iowa, now you're throwing the Alabama defense. As much as we want to break down Michigan's offensive woes or play calling, those are four stout defensive units. No, you're right. It's a great point to make because I mean, Penn State, the, the athletes Penn State has in that front seven and mm. really a couple of the guys on the, the back end too, um, you know, they kept them in, in all those games. And, you know, if they had a, a better offense, you know, that Penn State team really had a chance to contend for the Big Ten. And then you look at Ohio State. That's their best defense that I've seen from them in a while. And Iowa obviously does what they do. And they kept everything in front. Michigan's longest run or longest play was that 17-yard run from Donovan Edwards before the half when Iowa probably was sitting back thinking we can allow that. We just don't want to allow anything deep so that Michigan can get a score before the half. And they didn't. You know, they allowed that 17-yarder and then didn't, didn't allow Michigan to score before the half. So, you know, that's a really good Iowa defense that plays fundamentally sound, plays smart and executed their game plan. They just didn't have an offense to back it up, obviously. But you're right. Michigan's played some good defenses, but that's not going to change. So they've got to uh, adjust a little bit and make sure they can put up enough points on the board. Be opportune. You know, maybe you don't get down in the red zone seven times. Maybe you get down there three or four times, but you got to cash in with touchdowns. So it's, uh, you know, we'll have a whole month to break it down, but it's kind of, uh, it's fun to even think about already because it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting with that game. And between that and the Washington, Texas game, maybe, uh, couple of the better matchups we've seen in the playoffs because there's been a lot of blowouts throughout the years. Average margin of victory in the semis is 19 points. So I think we're going to get some closer games this time around. Four weeks from now, uh, it will be 
midway late first quarter at the Rose Bowl, Michigan time, uh, out in Pasadena, uh, California. I love the big boy matchup to start. I love the path they have. I'm glad it's not Florida State and some backup quarterback. If you want to be national champion this year and you got to go through Saban and then either Texas or Washington who are loaded offensively, then let's go. And that, that's why I love this Alabama matchup on New Year's Day. Around 5 o'clock will be the kick. And if they stay healthy, uh, they have a shot. I, this game smells of similar to the Penn State game. I kind of feel that, even though I worry that their quarterback can run more uh, than what Penn State had. But, you know, Alabama's not blessed this year. If you're going to catch them, and they had the 4th and 31 miracle, they got rolled by Texas uh, at right. home, that they do not have the stellar wide receiver crew and dual running backs that they normally have. They don't. Right. I agree. And usually what sets those elite Alabama or Georgia teams apart or really, you know, just the Southern teams in general is the big athletic freaks at the line of scrimmage. And then, like you said, those skill position players, they're probably lacking compared to, you know, past years in the skill position department. They still have a lot of those big bodies, but maybe not necessarily the names like a Will Anderson or guys like that up front in Michigan, really, especially on the defensive line, probably as strong and deep as it has been in a while. So, you know, maybe that's your opportunity is to kind of be able to hold serve there. And then you don't have those dynamic. You don't have the last time Michigan played Alabama. It was that Mac Jones, you know, uh, tool was hurt. Mac Jones, you had Jerry Judy, all those guys, um, Devontae Smith on the outside. So you're not going to have that receiving core to deal with, but it's still going to be one of those things where they probably got the better athletes. They got the better recruits. Michigan's a veteran team though, you know, older, uh, very physical as well. So it's going to be a, a really good matchup, I think. And, like you said, I mean, we're only four weeks away, and you're thinking about already, you know, uh, in an hour from now, in four weeks, the sun will be setting, and it should be uh, two really nice uh, colors clashing on uh, on the big stage. Who are you, Keith Jackson, breaking it down on the opening? <laughs> the sun will be setting in Pasadena as we're set for the kickoff. Look at it, I love it. What are those mountains, the San, San Gabriel Mountains or something like that? In the distance of San Gabriel Mountains as Michigan rolls down the Tuttle. The Tuttle? Is it the Tuttle or the, the Tunnel? There you go. The Tunnel. Yeah, it's, I can't <laughs> wait, man. Saban, Harbaugh, you kidding me? Uh, and again, there's been some matchups where I thought with Denard they would have a shot in Dallas. That didn't happen. What's the other matchup? Yeah. Uh, it was was it down it's at Citrus Bowl. Bowl? Right, Citrus Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Michigan had the lead at half and then got shut out in the second half. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, Alabama really took over. Yeah. Yeah, and the, but like I said, this isn't the same Alabama team. They needed that fourth and 31 against Peyton Thorne and Auburn to escape. You know, they haven't piled up the points, but there are some circle wins. And when people talk about why Alabama got in over Florida State, they beat LSU. Alabama did 42-20, hung 49 on a decent Kentucky team. Had the Iron Bowl, which is a rivalry uh, game. Uh, one at home against number 17, Tennessee, 34-20. One at Texas A&M, 26-20. One at Mississippi State, 40-17. Beat Old Miss at home, 24-10. Holding an offense like that to 10 points. Uh, with Sal, yep. they, they did have a struggle in non-conference against South Florida. And then they lost to Texas in the second game of the year at home, 34-24. So... This is a good team, man. And it's going to be a big game, and I can't wait. Yeah, 
no doubt it's exciting. Um, and we'll dive more into Alabama here in the next month, but you're right. I mean, this is, uh, this is a team that, like, I feel like if Alabama shows up with that gear that they showed against Georgia, I mean, Michigan should be a little bit worried. Uh, at the same time, we've seen them struggle a little bit. But Nick Saban, 6-0 and in his last six semifinal games as well. So you gotta, you got to understand that, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. Nick Saban's a great coach. But Nick Saban has, you know, proven more on this stage. And he's had the better players, too. Obviously, more goes into it than just preparing and, and coaching. But, um, you know, he, he learned from – you know, he was talking about this yesterday. He learned from their first loss in 2014 to Ohio State in the semis, to Cardale Jones and that team that ended up winning the national title and have now won every single time and gotten to the national title game each time. So Michigan's going up against the best program in college football this century in the last 15, 20 years. And, um, yeah, but Michigan's been one of the best teams the last three. So we'll see if their experience can kind of carry over to this one. And it is a game that takes Michigan to the next level, puts them in with the Georgias and the Alabamas. Because we watch what Georgia did to them in the first college football playoff in this three-year run. We, we saw last year that Georgia was beatable. Ohio State missed that field goal. Second half, Michigan did what they wanted to with TCU. They just had a god-awful game plan and a god-awful first half with mistakes. And now you get a shot with Alabama, beat them, and you're up there with the best in college football. Clayton Safey uh, for the Wolverine.com. Four weeks of nonstop coverage at the Wolverine.com on Michigan and Alabama in the college football playoff. Also, Michigan hoops, hockey, and more. Clayton, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show. We'll talk later. Sounds good. Have a good one.